You are listening to Forging Employee Experience. I'm Alexander Noren, joined here with Josh Dreen. Hello. Shaking excitement to talk about Dr. Thomas Chamorro. I love the roll of the tongue. I don't know. That's what I do when I don't know how to properly pronounce someone's name. Well, I love how he totally like had this accent, and then all of a sudden, like, how do you say your name? And he said it as English as possible, yeah, so he couldn't screw it up. People ask him a lot. He does them a favor by saying it in a way that Americans can pronounce. I, I would just hate doing that. I would be like, dude, this is my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you can't say it. I'm right. not going to say Brian <laughs> for Dream, you know? That's just not going to happen. Anyway. Awesome episode. Great guy. Super knowledgeable. Holy smokes. I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised he even came on the show. Yeah, you know what? So busy writing books. Yeah. Traveling, books. speaking. He's a CEO of a tech company. Several companies. And just. executive from several companies. Yeah. He's, he's mm-hmm. doing so much with his life. And so it was an honor and a privilege for him to take a step back and share with us his expertise. I, I have a whole page of notes here. I don't even know where to start. Let me just point at one and we'll go. Oh gosh. No, not that one. The next one. Yeah, oh, that, no, was... that one's no good. Wow, that's too many. Okay, you go ahead and start us <laughs> off. What did you learn here? I learned so so there was a lot, right, that we we've talked about, I think, before on, on other episodes, but one of the more unique things that I thought we really got a chance to dive into is this idea of peer leadership in the in the um the different flavor of influence that unofficial leaders in the organization have and how that can serve as a uh unofficial talent pool for who should become future leaders, mm. right? This idea yeah. that uh, d- d- don't performance in, as an individual contributor is not necessarily a good leader, good leader make, but rather the folks within the peer group that have that influence, you know, that's, mm. Yeah, I don't think he actually labeled what it was called, right? right. That influence. I, I know he mentioned, Potential, right? Which sure. was the, the piano example. You can take a random slice of individuals and train them all to get better at playing the piano, but those people who will consider themselves excellent piano players are are those high potential uh, piano players or, yeah. or, or leaders, yeah. right? That's, that, that's a great a great analogy. And it's interesting because it's contrasted in his book. In his book, why so many why do so many incompetent men become leaders? He talks about so many things like confidence disguised as competence. One thing he says in the book is confidence. So, so competence is how you good, how good you are at a certain skill, but confidence is how good you think you are at a certain skill. And I think a lot of times leaders get put in position because since they think it, we think it too. And that's why we are promoting like incompetent leaders into these spots. And, and he talks about the myth of charisma. He talks about all of these misconceptions that we have around what makes a good leader. And it's, it's, it's a challenge, you know? Oh, that absolutely is. And as, as we look to think about, well, what, how, how do we change the leadership landscape? You know, I know Josh, you and I have talked a lot about this idea of man, how, how can we just get rid of, managers <laughs> you know this idea that like is there a way to just to just not have to deal with the traditional management system anymore and it's it and 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 what he kind of one of the things that i thought was fascinating that what he said was human behavior you know, if you stick a group of five people together something's going to come out of the leader they, yeah they just will you know and so people naturally put themselves into this at least somewhat hierarchical structure where somebody's in charge 
and everybody else uh, kind of does what that person says. You know, not not that cut and dry. Yeah, like there's there's <laughs> there's an amount of it there, and and and, and that's good news and bad news, right? Because I think I'm, the good the good news is that human nature, we I think we like being in a a type of a type, not exactly, but a type of hierarchical structure where we know where and how the team is formed. Mm-hmm. I think that's helpful to us as humans. Um, but the question is, how often do we take it too far and what, what can we do uh, to change that? Yeah, I think there's definitely a line that you cross mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. giving that leader all of the power. Since he's in right. charge, he gets to make all of the decisions. That is not okay. And right. I, yeah, I, I don't think that's natural either. It just kind of, no. we, we tend to get into this mentality where it's like, well, I, I don't have a voice and so off we go. And to, to answer that question, right, I, I do think that we can create a workspace where we don't need managers mm-hmm. uh, if you can set it up right. And, and that is extremely hard to do when you really think about <laughs> it. Sure. Yeah. You got to get people who are intrinsically motivated to work on this thing and they're doing it because they like it. They're doing it because mm-hmm. they want to right. be there. And if right. if they want to be there, then they bring their own social equity to it. They bring their own professional equity. And there's there's so much that happens there. And and, and so in a perfect world, I'm going to say, yeah, let's get rid of managers. <laughs> in a not-so-perfect world, I would say, all right, we need them for now. But I think the future of work yeah. is not going to be someone standing over you telling you what to do, yeah. holding you accountable. I think it's going to be the show-and-tell aspect of it. Here's my product. Here's what we built. Right. And we can see it was successful because we tested it in the marketplace. And it yeah. Worked. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I think, and, and that's, I think will be more conducive to a more positive employee experience because when, we, when you think about, um, you know, in, Dr. Chamorro talked about this a ton, this idea of, Hey, leadership are the cause, number one cause of disengagement in the workplace. Well, all right, if we can do a better job setting up that team structure such that we don't have someone that's wielding the, the, the power over them, um, that's going to be huge for helping increase the employee experience. Yeah, I loved what, how – this is a part that he mentioned that I just thought was genius. He says, like, people, people are a function of their motivation over their job function. And I think that, that speaks to that intrinsic – piece right like how, how motivated are we to get the job done how motivated are we to contribute to the team how motivated are we to invest ourselves emotionally into this company to make sure that it works rather than i'm only doing this because i'm getting paid yeah that's such a old school methodology if yeah. you're just doing it's a sad, it for, sad for money too, yeah. like I, I pity anyone out there who is just working so that they can get paid. Right. What, what a lack of fulfilling life that is. And maybe you're using that money to do good and to, and to work for your cause, but why not turn what you love into your career? Yeah, especially with the marketplace such as it is and, and, and the wide variety of things that are available to us, there's really no reason not to be able to find that. It's not easy, right? It's not easy, but no, no things that are worth it are. So yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And it just kind of leads us to this discussion we had before we even jumped on this Reforge episode, which was um, talking about engagement. The big problem really, as we're learning, is the leaders. We need to get the right leaders doing the right things. And they, they sometimes don't know. You know, they're, they're right. trying their best probably. And right. so I think we need to, I think there needs to be a major intervention through 
machine learning or AI or collecting more information that isn't so readily available to the naked eye, if you will, Aliens. of helping people become better leaders. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's uh, that because uh, this is a problem that we've been having for a long time. You know, leadership development, leadership training is not something that's new by any stretch, but with technology and, and, and with the resources available to us, I, I, I definitely am with you. I think that's where, that's where we're headed. That's, mm -hmm. where that, that's the future of how to engage a workforce. Well, we do this and this is a, a solution. Should we build it? Let's do it. I'm in. I think, I think we can take what we've learned and build it into a cool thing. Let's stop podcasting. Yeah. No one likes to listen to us anyway. What if it was like a hat every time you did something stupid? Shocked you a little bit. That's a bad decision. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of a Jimmy Cricket vibe with a little Harry Potter sword yeah. and hat thing. Uh -huh. Yeah, oh, it'd be pointy for sure. I love 100%. it. This is great. Well, on that note, let's yes. go build our wonderful hats. We'll be back on another episode.